that's really where I want us to finish this season, is to rely on the help of the Holy Spirit. And so my, my takeaways from this season are we, we, I believe we, we as humanity, people on the planet right now, we need God to pour out his spirit on all of us. I believe that uh, that is just, it's not just the church needs the spirit. All flesh, all, all people. I, I just long for God to pour out his spirit on all of us again. I believe that we need, and uh, this would be uh, those of us following Jesus, I, I do believe that we've, we need to work toward being together in one place so that the Holy Spirit can fill the church once again. We seem to be too divided. It's hard for the unifier to fill us when we're so divided. Then I believe that we need to rely on the Holy Spirit to help us follow Jesus in life and ministry. We, we can't do it without relying upon the Holy Spirit. Whether we're trying just simply to follow Jesus, to put in, to practice one of the things he commands us, or we're trying to do the ministry that Jesus has left with us. We can't do it without the help of the Holy Spirit. So the outpouring of the Holy Spirit... Uh, when, when Peter is, 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 is under the, the, the shower of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, uh, I mean, he didn't, I mean, just, just, he didn't stay up all night the night before and think, I want, gosh, God's up, God's up to something, and gosh, I wonder, I wonder where I'd find what God's up to. I mean, he didn't have one, he didn't have a Bible. Uh, he didn't have a Bible that he could read. You have to go pull a scroll on that those scrolls out, roll those out. So when he says, "This is it. This this is what this is what God says through Joel," that would have been the Holy Spirit giving him the words to say at that moment. God says, "In the last days, it will be God declares that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh." And so what, what Peter is saying is this is an outpouring of the Spirit of God. God promised this in the last days, so it tells us we, we're now in the last days. Pentecost is the beginning of the last days. And if you go down through the prophecy, it begins to talk about the portents. It talks about the signs and the wonders and, the, and things in the heavenly, which then tells you, well, we haven't seen those, so it stretches, so it must be this long season, and God doesn't say, I'm going to pour out my Spirit one time, and then we're done. I really, I really believe that what the kind of the, the thought of is I will pour out my spirit again and again and again until I return. So there will be outpourings of the Spirit of God. It's when the Holy Spirit pours down on humanity like rain. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm anxious for rain. I mean, I'm watching my backyard just withers. Uh, and I've got these little spots. It's the, it's, i got a funny little pattern. My sprinkler does this, but it leaves everything in the middle dry. So anyway, uh, I, I get pretty excited when I, I hear a clap of thunder. And then when it, is that rain? Am I hearing rain? So have you been living in anticipation of rain? So it, how do we live in that anticipation for spiritual rain? Bless you. Those following Jesus, when they were empowered... When the outpouring came on Pentecost, they were empowered to declare the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus with an invitation to others to come along. 
when that invitation was given, on that day, 3,000 said yes. That's, that's an incredible, that's an incredible part of our history. So, and then the church grows. What you could just, the, the church multiplies and grows. In every direction, the church grows throughout the Acts of the Apostle because the Spirit of God is pouring out. Together in one place, that just, that's just been something that stuck with me, that they were together in one place when this happened. And when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And so you just kind of look in the context. Well, they were experiencing the, the appearing of Jesus, the King. Yeah, can you imagine that, you know? For 40 days, Jesus keeps showing up in different settings. That's, that, again, brings them together in this experience that is unbelievable. And in that time, they're learning about the kingdom of God. Again, what Jesus teaches them during those days is he taught them about the kingdom of God. The king now is teaching about the kingdom of God. It's bringing them together in one place. They, they agreed to wait. They're waiting in Jerusalem for the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Holy Spirit. That brings them together, this common in one place at one time. And then they, they select an apostle to replace Judas. So again, they're together in one place. All those just illustrate to me there was something about their togetherness that contributed to the outpouring of the Spirit of God. And I want, I want the church universal. Uh, you know, it's not, I, don't think it, I don't think God is going to pour out His Spirit to the degree that we need it just on one. Like if we get our act together, we're together. And that's, that's great, but that's just part of this, this thing, I think, that needs to happen on the planet in the church. And then learning to rely on our helper, the Holy Spirit, our helper. Think with me for a moment, and think as pra- be as practical as you can. I know that we're on a, it's Sunday morning. I know that we're inside a, a gathering of a church, so just try not to be too spiritual, okay? Be, be very practical, okay? The t- I know the temptation is to be spiritual. Don't do that. In what ways did Jesus help the first followers? Think of the most practical thing that you can. He fed them. He fed them food. Now, that, that was the, kind of like an amazing spiritual thing about food, but bottom line, they got people ate. He helped them pay their tax. How practical is that? Just go fish. Isn't that incredible? You got two of my four. Healed them. Yeah. I, I thought of somebody like, I thought of one person in particular uh, that he healed that was to me like a really practical illustration of Jesus helping one of his followers. Anybody, did that, do I need to say more? Like the most unusual miracle, he helped Peter heal his mother-in-law. I mean, how practical is that? (laughs) Right? So we're getting there. How about he he helped, he, he helped him survive a storm at sea. 
I mean, if, if we were fishermen on a stormy sea, that would be, seem pretty incredibly practical. And then we got the others. You know, he, he helped them serve a really big meal. And he did it twice, 5,000 and 4,000. He helped them pay taxes. He helped Peter with his mother-in-law. Jesus helped. Now, in John 14, Jesus said this, and, and that and, is, that's important, that's going to connect us with something, and I will ask the Father, he will give you another helper to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it cannot see him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. What I want to encourage you just, again, just trying to make it as simple as I believe it is, just as Jesus helped the first who followed him, so he sends another helper to help us who follow him after his ascension. Again, God is our helper. God wants to help us. And the person of God that helps us now is the helper that Jesus sends, the other helper, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to help us. Now, the and connects us back to, well, maybe there are some particular ways, I believe very much in general, I think we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us across the board. And I think that's a good practice to get into. But then there are some particulars. To help us with what? If you love me, you will follow my commandments and I will. And then a little bit above that, very truly, I, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works I do. And in fact, will do greater works than these because I'm going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may glorify in the Son. And in my name, you ask me for anything and I will do it. I don't know about you, but I need the Holy Spirit to help me love God. I can fall in love with other things quickly and lose sight of love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. To, 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 really, to really, I mean, like genuinely know and practice that God is my first love. He's my first love. I need the Holy Spirit to help me. Then when it comes to loving my neighbors, some of, the, some of our neighbors are our enemies. I, I, need, I need the Holy Spirit to help me love my neighbors. The, the neighbors I really like and the neighbors I don't. That doesn't happen without his help. I need the Holy Spirit to help me follow the commands of Jesus. I mean, it's not like Jesus doesn't say anything to us to do. He does, and he gives us some challenging things. Saint, thanks very much, Danny. That was like one of the most challenging things he said. Love your enemies. <coughs> Love your enemies. How do I, how do, I do that? Help me. I, 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 don't, I can't do that. Without your help, Holy Spirit. 
then, then it, it, I mean, if we could just stop there, that's enough challenge. But he goes on to say, the Holy Spirit will help us to continue the work that Jesus began. What work did Jesus begin? In, again, in the, most, in the most general way, what, how would you summarize the ministry of Jesus? What was the work of Jesus? What, okay, to announce the good news gospel of the kingdom. That, that, that's, that's, that's the handle. Jesus is, I'm going to announce the good news of the kingdom of God. And his announcement came in two ways. He used both. Words and actions. So this, the works of Jesus, it's again, Holy Spirit, help us to continue announcing to our world the arrival of the kingdom of God with our words, empower our words, but also our actions. And the actions are, word that starts with an M that we don't like to think about. Miracles. Demonstrations of the arrival of the kingdom of God are miracles. It's the supernatural breaking into the natural. And, and oh my, what? Wait, wait a minute, Jesus. How are we going to do that? Well, you're not going to do that if you don't rely upon the Holy Spirit. But if you will rely upon the Holy Spirit, He will continue to, to, to teach you how to do that. Now, he says also the, the, there will be an increase. The, and the, the increase is this intensity of the work demonstrated on the earth will increase. That's, incre that's an incredible thing. How does that happen? Only by us learning how to rely upon the Holy Spirit. Now this is something else that I think is really important. The Holy Spirit is not only empowering us to do the works of Jesus, I think he also comforts us and he counsels us when the works of Jesus are delayed. Every person that's been sick that I've prayed for in the name of Jesus has not been healed instantly. Matter of fact, I would say, I don't keep, tra I don't keep track of it. I wonder about that. But I would say, I would say more people have not been healed instantly than have been healed. Now, when that happens, what does that mean? It means what the Bible teaches. Sometimes the kingdom breaks through with great force. We have tasted the powers of the age breaking in. Other times, the arrival of the kingdom is delayed. And when it's delayed, and you're praying for a friend that's sick, it takes the Holy Spirit to comfort you and counsel you about that. The friends I prayed for with cancer, and I mean, all I can tell you is that as we've, we've prayed together again, just doing what I believe the Bible teaches us to do, the presence of God is so, so obvious. I mean, so, so you, you just kind of walk away with that. You're just this hopefulness that my, one of my friend with brain, a brain tumor, that hopefulness that that brain tumor is going to be gone. Because, again, God's there. You know he's active. My friend knows he's I know he's active. He's there. 
And then when that friend passes, the kingdom is delayed. And it's hard. It's harder than if I would have chosen not to pray for that friend. But that's pretty callous. So does that make sense to you? It's, it's a kingdom. The ki- we're, we're, we are in this age. We're, we're caught between the ages of the kingdom that's not yet and the kingdom that's coming. And there are t- it breaks in at times, other times it doesn't. But when it doesn't break in, then we need, we need the comfort and the counsel of the Holy Spirit to help us process that. And then in everything, we ask in the name of Jesus, whenever we're going to bring in the work that we're asked to do, if that's going to bring glory to Jesus, that prayer is going to be answered. If it's not going to bring glory to Jesus, it's not going to be answered. So again, use the, the Bible gives us these filtering systems so we don't, we don't go off into you know, the tulips. So the Holy, this is what the Holy Spirit helps us do. Now, the question I came back to is, what will teach us to depend on the help of the Holy Spirit with full trust and confidence? See, if we, if we had full trust and confidence that the Holy Spirit was going to help us, we would be really quick to whatever we sense the Holy Spirit was prompting us to do. When we don't have that full trust and confidence, maybe we'll kind of back up a little bit. Maybe that wasn't the Holy Spirit that prompted that. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how can we how can we grow in our trust and our confidence? The Holy Spirit really is reliable. He really does want to help us in everything. For one is trial and error. If, 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 we, if any of us thinks that we're going to go into this without any failure, well, guess what? <laughs> guess what? You know, it's, it's, it's trial and error. I, I, I've told this story before, but I, I want to tell it again because I just think it illustrates so well what I'm trying to communicate. So I was in Concepcion, Chile. And so... Uh, you know, so here I am, part of the Vineyard Partnership for Chile, and I'm with friends at the Vineyard in Concepcion, and of course there's somebody on the deathbed, and I'm the one that's visiting, the power of God's in my life, so of course I'm asked to come pray for this lady. And I enter in the room, and here's this lady on a deathbed. She's, again, she had a tumor, and she's passing, and uh, I'm... I'm, the expectation is I'm going to pray and she's going to be healed. You, that, you, I could pick that up pretty quick. No pressure. So, so uh, we begin to pray. And the room is full of her friends and her family. And it's very, very passionate, very, very tender. I mean, just people crying out. They love this woman. They want this woman to be healed. And they're... God, just break through, raise her up, you know, off the deathbed. And that's in the Bible. I mean, all of that, all that's good. 
and I'm sitting there going, I don't know what to do. And so what, what, if you don't know what to do, if you don't know how to pray for somebody, what do you, what do, you do? You ask the Holy Spirit. So I, I rested my hand, I said, Holy Spirit, what's going on here? I don't know how to pray. And, it, and, it's, and I'm having trouble hearing you, because it's really loud. And in, in this whisper, the Holy Spirit said, tell her to go in peace. I said, excuse me? <laughs> her family will take me outside and beat me up if I say that. They don't want her to go in peace. They want her healed now. I can't say that. That's, like, that's going to be rude. So I'm coaching the Holy Spirit. He always appreciates that. When he... <laughs> and so when my turn, you know, I prayed, you know, God, you know, let the kingdom break through, heal this lady, da, da, da. I did not say, I did not, I didn't do it. And so all the dust has settled, all the tears are wiped, and she's, again, every, anybody that's sick, if you just say, let me pray for you, anybody that's sick, you say, let me pray for you, everybody appreciates that. Nobody, nobody says, well, I'm not healed, you jerk, why don't you try? Nobody does that. Everybody says, thank you, thanks for loving me. God, I felt God's presence. And this life, so here we are, and, you know, and the, lady, the lady says, they say, well, thanks so much. You know, I'm just so grateful you pray for me. There's just one thing I want. I just want to go in peace. <laughs> <laughs> well, friends, it's too late to say, oh, yeah, that's, that's what the Holy Spirit told me. <laughs> too late for that. No, no, too late. I just had to walk away and go, I'm so sorry. You know, I, that's trial and error. Trial and error. And I will remember the error more than the success. So as we work, yeah. Great. Thanks for that encouragement. So just kind of try that's that's helping us move towards this dependence upon the Holy Spirit. So I just want to ask just to, just some closing questions. Now how are we doing in loving God? The Holy Spirit wants to help us love God. 
How are we doing with loving our neighbors? The Holy Spirit really wants to help us love our neighbors. How are we doing loving our enemies? The Holy Spirit really wants to help us love our enemies. How are we doing following the commands of Jesus? What's a command that Jesus keeps repeating to you that you just can't quite do? It's an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to help. And serious, this, I'm, I'm really being serious with this. You know, where do we need to experience the miraculous work of Jesus? We're, we're in our life with ourselves, with our family, with our friends, with this crazy world that we live in. Where do we need to see an inbreaking of the kingdom of God? Oh God, that, there's something so horribly wrong there. We want you to set it right. Oh God, it would be so much better if it was today, not tomorrow. See, all those types of questions for me help, me help me to depend upon the Holy Spirit and, and gain confidence. He really, really wants to help us. So would you like to stand with me? Holy Spirit, I really am grateful that we've had this season together called Pentecost. And I thank you that you've been good to us and that you have empowered people and that you've empowered mission and that we move forward with the reminder that, that we are a people that are filled by you and there are a people empowered by you. So Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you come and remind us of your nearness, that you're here in us, that you indwell us? Would you come and also increase our confidence that you indeed want to help us in every way? You want to help us to live the life that Jesus has invited us to live, and you want to help us continue the ministry of Jesus in announcing, demonstrating the kingdom. Holy Spirit, we invite you to lead us right out through these doors today, out into our city, out into our neighborhood. And there we want to hear you as you direct us and guide us. In your name, amen. Thank you for our time.